Hey guys, welcome. To, what was that? Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host Alex Whiteley, and joining me, the the biscuitier, joining me today is Dee. Hello. Hey. Uh, now Al's voice is going because Al has been here since nine o'clock this morning, and Ooh. now it is just gone three. And he's. Been, how many people are you spoken to today so far? Uh, we've done. We're going to have done seven by the end of the day. Seven by the end. Of the One day. for every day of the week. That that kind of works out really well. Yeah, you're going to have no voice left. No, 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 no. I never shut up really. <laughs> <It's one laughs> the, the reason I do this is because my mom was like, "You talk too much." Uh, and I'm like, what? Yeah. No, it's a talent. It's a talent. It's it not is. a burden. It's a talent. It, I mean, it depends what you're saying, really. <laughs> I have seen you on other podcasts. Yeah, it's very much what you're saying. Um, I, I mean, there have been podcasts over the, the over the past where I've just rambled. I've just rambled. Come in early in the morning. What's the last, the latest example of that? Um, it was, I was I was doing uh, an interview with someone, and I was just so tired. I think it was either. Was it Beth Heath? Or, no, it was um, it was uh, the the Pure Rain guys. The, oh the yeah, yeah. And it was a Sunday morning, and I, I I was I woke up, I was a little bit hungover, and, and I was on a Zoom thing, and I was kind of like, "Hello, and welcome to the Shoes of Biscuit Podcast." <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> you're gonna have days like that though you're gonna have days when you're just exhausted yeah yeah i, I guess i guess i think people don't realize that you work full-time but it's not just full-time it's nights yeah isn't it yeah and yeah. i had to cancel we were meant to go to the um the, the halls fine art auction yeah. as well and i had to cancel that because i woke I, I was finishing work i was gonna go straight from work and i was just beat I you cancelled it in the morning on me i did and i was morning. like the, the drive home was the most interesting thing because i was kind of like just I couldn't barely see. I was just. Well, like, they say driving tired is more dangerous than driving drunk. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't killed anyone yet, so we're good, we're good. yet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, today, this is this is part of our open studios. Thank you to everybody that's does that's uh, coming so far and is going to be coming in later. Uh, but joining us right now is Andy O'Brien. Uh, you may know his voice, uh, his videos. He's he's been everywhere around Shrewsbury. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good afternoon. What Good time evening. is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, o'clock, but it's really dark outside and raining and horrible. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening to this know who you are or know your name. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into anything? So, What's your name and where'd you come from? Yes. <laughs> well, Silla. No, <laughs> uh, my name's Andy O'Brien. Um, I'm a Shrewsbury based lad. I grew up in Holscott. I spent most of my youth going to Grange Senior School until I got to year nine and my parents realised. He's not hanging around with the right people. So they took me out of that school <laughs> and they sent me to a lovely school in Bastchurch called Corbett, where I, I fin- finished the rest of my GCSEs. Yeah. Um, I kind of always knew as a child what I wanted to do. I grew up in a chip shop. My dad had a chip shop. Um, this is a bit like the Paolo Nettini story, but without the looks. Paolo Because <laughs> oh he grew up in a chip shop. Yes. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah I've heard that, yeah. Shop. So I grew up in a chip shop. Um, my dad had the chip shop, which is now, I believe, Flaming Great. We oh, like okay. wow. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Forgate, which yeah. is Abbey Forgate, yeah, yeah. but back in the 90s, uh, where the football the football club was thriving. Yeah. Absolutely. And he was the first person to open until four in the morning. So that was fun. Um, that was <laughs> did, he, did he drag you into doing stuff as well? Oh, yes, I went. My two Free labour. Yeah, the peeler <laughs> went down. Get the boys in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I grew up... Um, there was always music in the family. My cousin was a very talented um, drummer, guitarist, and his dad was on the circuit. Um, so I picked up things off them, showed a, an interest at an early age, 11, 12, um, and, and music was my favourite subject at school, apart from dinner time and lunchtime. <laughs> um, I like sport, I like PE, but, you know, music was something I, um, 
what's the word? Uh, you aspired to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like fly going to the, uh, the light or Drawn something like that. Yeah. They call it yeah. vocation, don't they? Is it's it vocation? Yeah, thing, yeah, something that you're born to do. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah I, love, I love music, whether it's watching other people. Um, got to be careful what I say here. <laughs> watching other people, uh, playing myself, yeah. or, or just um, being involved in anything that's, that's live or... or or whether it's covers or, or original stuff, yeah. it just it really attracts me, and it always has done. Uh, I don't know many people that don't like music. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and if there I've is, I've met them. I've met you? them. Yeah, I've met those talk people. To them. That's we so don't weird. Talk. Music's an amazing thing. It can change your mood if you're driving. Like I always think that when you're listening to music in a car, it's a totally different sensation yeah. to listening to it anywhere else, or like listening to it live in the pub. Different vibe yeah, to listening definitely. anywhere else. Yeah, yeah you we've, listen to things differently, don't you? We've just had the '90s revival guys in here. Oh, did you? Uh, they're amazing guys. They are. And I'm saying, like, my my music taste is is I always call it bipolar because it's what I'll, I'll listen to like '90s dance music. I'll listen to NWA. I'll listen to James Blunt. Or then I'll, I'll go I'll home listen and listen to... to Ed Sheeran and cry. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to Ed Sheeran? Where's he gone? Oh God, I, I can't understand the hate for Ed Sheeran. By the way, there's a lot of people really don't like him, and I'm like, why? I think he's alright, but he's definitely one of these people that if he didn't have a good voice, he wouldn't look the way he does in people's eyes a bit eyes. like Coldplay I think I mean I, I like Coldplay I, I don't Coldplay. understand why people mm. dish Coldplay I think the biggest like one is definitely Nickelback because yeah. I love Nickelback yeah. Chad Kroger's voice is, is an Spider-Man without that track <laughs> <laughs> and their drummer they've got yeah. one of the best drummers yeah. on the planet like I've been to see them live and they always people do forget from... these are people they're not just yeah. you know robots that are um, you know programmed yeah they're, they're people they've got feelings they've got families <laughs> yeah. they're, they're real people that have probably worked hard all their career yeah. so we spoke we spoke about this a little bit before but what's your go-to genre um i don't really have one i mean when i grew up <laughs> this is a bit embarrassing really but my friends they used to collect packs from a place called flip in town which was they used to have records playing upstairs where yeah. you could go in and uh try your records and you'd have rec- you know record players at home or dj decks um, yeah, that's it. So my friends would listen to like Hardcore Heaven and uh, Dreamscape and, and DJ Vibes, MC Lively and stuff like that. So I'd listen to stuff like that. Uh, I grew up with my parents that they listened to. My mum listens to all the cheese back in like, you know, oh, from wow. 60s to yeah. the 80s, from the George Michael to the Duran Duran and Spandau Gala. Yeah. Mm. And then my dad likes the rock and roll stuff and he likes the what I call... Um, I call it love making music. <laughs> uh, you know, the soul, the, the 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 kind of he likes simply red and stuff like that. But yeah. then again, he likes you know the Rolling Stones and stuff like that. So um, I've always been around music. That's a good background and, in music, though. That's yeah, a, that's a good it's good, it's good, head start, good ingredients, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Um, yeah, and I just I don't know. I can remember when my dad did get some spare time. He used to. Uh, my dad used to like playing pool in the pub when the pub was an amazing thing. Mm. And, um, back then, yeah, yeah, back in the day, you put when. a quid in the jukebox and get five plays. <laughs> and uh, I remember, like, I, there'd be a lounge and a bar in them days. And I remember my dad. He'd shut up shop. He'd say, "Don't tell your mum." He'd go and have a few games of pool, maybe a pint or two, <laughs> before he went back to reopen the chippy. And uh, nice. he'd have a game of pool. And I remember looking through, you could see through the bar to the lounge. And uh, I remember in them days that bands would rehearse, you know, because the lounge yeah. wouldn't be being used. You know, food wasn't, you know, restaurants and that weren't as popular then. Mm. You used takeaways or yeah. um, it wasn't things like, you know, there probably was McDonald's and Burger King, but it wasn't as big Not as, as it big is now. Kids. No, no. Yeah. Um, and I remember looking through and just seeing bands practice and they'd say, come on, listen, mate, I'd be nine, ten. And I'd come in there and it was like, I don't know, it's just 
my mind just I can I can't remember a lot of my childhood, but I remember everything to do with music. Oh yeah. And everybody yeah. I met through music. Yeah. And uh, everybody I have met through live music, it's always been decent, decent people. Yeah. They've always had some depth to their soul. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to go too like deep. And this is this is the problem that we had during the nineties with a lot of the bands, uh, you know. The, the slander that was thrown on the newspapers about the Gallaghers, and for, for yeah. example, like they'd see him stumbling out of a nightclub, and they just write this ridiculous story yeah. about him. And this this guy's probably going through a hard time, yeah. and he's got life. Yeah. And it he's sells. It makes money. They're human too, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's no different today with Facebook. You know, if there's a crash outside, everybody film it or take a picture and put it on Facebook. Yeah, it's just in the human, well. isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. someone will say yeah, God, he was doing 90 and this <laughs> happened. And, and, and realistically, you know, it was an old chap and, and it was an accident. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, and things just start like that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I listen to all kinds of music to, to, to wrap it up in a nutshell. And uh, what have I been listening to? I, I watched the Jules Holland show. I was hoping I to get down Jules to Holland. Albert Shedd and watch Sonic Boom last night. But I was supposed to be in Blackpool doing a, a tribute show to Richard Ashcroft. Oh, okay. Um, I had two nights with a James tribute band. Uh, we told out two social distancing shows. A tribute? He's not, he's not dead, is he? Richard? What's that? He's not dead, is he? No, Richard? I know, yeah. Usually you make more money, don't you, when they're dead? But no, Richard Ashcroft. So you said a tribute? I was like, have I missed something? No, no. You know, like, I, do, I do all his material and I do do an Oasis one, but obviously there's a lot of Oasis tributes out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not many Richard Ashcrofts. No, that's So good. I kind of get all the work with that. So say there is an Oasis band playing, I'll open or... Um, so I was hoping to get down to Albert Shed last night and support my mate uh, Matt Smith, yes. who's in Sonic Boom, who plays the guitar sometimes for me in my Oasis tribute. And uh, for one reason or another, I couldn't get down. I ended up doing an hour in the shed on live stream. I watched that. You watched that, did you? Yeah, I saw it come up. I was That's like, oh, click. Um, I know, I was like, as soon as I clicked on you, were like, oh, it's freezing in here. You were trying to sort your heater. It is a real yeah. shed. It, people think, think, because I've got lights and stuff in there and it's studio quality sound, that it's not a shed. Uh, believe me. It's, well, you also got, sometimes you have the lights going on yeah, in there as well. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Got to it's a that. good setup. I got to go to the Jules Holland show once in the audience <sighs> and I was amazed on how simple it was. Um, it was in, do you know, like the Grange Community Centre? like a corrugated yeah. kind mm. of community mm. hall, yeah. just in one of them. No way. And I was amazed. And all the bands were walking around like we're speaking now. There wasn't any, oh, don't come near this act. Don't mm. come. There was a vaccine, Laura Marlin, um, wow. I had Blur. Just all walking around. Oh, you I could just tap on the shoulder. I love mm. Jules Holland, by the way. I love Brilliant. it so much. <laughs> The, the Shropshire Virtual Show, right? Yeah, we, this, I was about to mention this. Why has yeah. nobody done that in Shrewsbury? Well, this this is some this is something very interesting. I'll let, I'll say this. We were we, we went on we, we did our live bits during the day, and I, we were, went on stage as well to sort of introduce the acts, right? And um, my method was I wasn't going to write down any notes. Shane was pacing, looking at his notes. He, he, he had written the script and he was pacing up and down. Shane's the guy just left. Yeah, yeah, yeah Shane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I said I said to myself channel Jules Holland because nobody does it better than him right but I did literally I, I was like channel him don't be him but I was oh, I was so cringy I went on stage and I was like ladies and gentlemen the dirty rocking scoundrels and I sounded just like him and it was just so cringy but, but the best thing about it is that we were watching basically because we were uh, live we also had the televisions where we could see ourselves and it was the camera work was phenomenal yeah yeah and then I was talking to them the people doing the camera and they've actually worked with Jules Holland right. before haven't they? Yeah. And yeah. I was in the back of their van watching them do all the live editing as it goes along with the and it's absolutely phenomenal some of the stuff they do. Charles I don't think I've seen yeah. anyone as professional as Jules that it's just some people it's acting, some people it's 
and you can just say you can just see looking through his eyes that mm. the music runs through him yeah. it's not put on I it's love not that. to make money I love that he can have like someone like Stormzy or something like that, yeah. and, he, and he will just push up his piano and be like, "What keys yeah. it in?" <laughs> and he's off, and you don't say no to Jules Holland. No. You don't say no to him uh, if he's going to play music with you. I remember watching um, Jamiroquai because I love Jamiroquai. I think it is great. Friend, that's a tribute to Jamiroquai. Really, <laughs> but I always thought I always thought it was it was like techno. I always thought it was techno music, but until you see the band actually playing. Yeah. I was just wow, they make that music like that. That's yeah. that's what that's what Jules Holland. People get changed a lot once they're found. I hate the word fame, I hate the word but once they um there is a story, we were talking about Ed Sheeran before, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. I don't like using Ed Sheeran as an example, <laughs> but everybody knows Ed Sheeran so they can I think the best example is the Arctic Monkeys, because they were they were like mm. they were the first band to go like viral, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they they'd hit a number one before they'd even released an album. I think physically. even if you liked other genres of music, I think there's always one Arctic Monkey song yeah. that everyone really likes. Yeah, but Arctic Monkeys did something very interesting to me because they created they, they started off with one genre of music yeah. and they mm. ended up with a different they did all these strange guitars. Different with, albums with different sound. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Different types of music if, if you I was know like, what I mean. no, go back to the stuff you do before yeah, exactly. that's what like I now I think there's some music that's out that I wouldn't really even give a genre. Say for instance like there's there's Billie Eilish. Yeah. And when you talk to her about, like I've seen interviews and she talks about genres, she says that she doesn't, she doesn't think there should be genres. Because no. um, she's very, I don't know even what category I'd put her in anymore because she's so varied. And then she also did the James Bond theme tune and yeah. all things like this. I think it's, I think by putting a genre on an artist, you're limiting them. I think the, way, the only way of explaining it, and you've hit the nail on the head, is uh, Prince as an example. Mm. Mm. Prince lived in a house uh, with its own shops and its own... He kind of segregated himself away from society yeah. to concentrate on himself. And I think, you know, when your friends say, oh, I'm having a break off Facebook because mm. it's either frying their head or they just feel like there's too much negativity mm. going on on there. I think they do it full time just yeah. so that they can focus 100% on themselves in the studio, what they're eating, mm. because I think musicians are athletes, really. People don't see them as that, but I know from standing up on stage for three, four hours without a break doesn't look hard but you know to to any random person walking past if i said there's a guitar just do that with your hand for four hours <laughs> well I, I was on stage for like two minutes earlier this year wasn't i mm. and even then just all the lights on you and everything like that it's just oh yeah. i was warm i was sticky yeah, <laughs> yeah. um I, i'm so jealous of people that can naturally do it my friend matt johnson who you probably know from albert shed yeah. he's a great guy yeah. i love matt to pieces and when you speak to him he's just a normal guy yeah. just like yourself right yeah. but you give him a guitar and he turns into a Flipping genius. And it brings people around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so jealous. What's the what's the first moment you realize, where, where people around you sort of realised you had a gift sort of thing? Um, when I left school, uh, when I was at school, uh, I'm 38 next birthday, so we're going back in time a little tiny bit. You're still young. You've still got time yeah, to go. still though. young. I've had a previous life and I've got <laughs> another one coming. <laughs> um, I remember being at school and, and, and being that age where I wanted to sing in front of my friends I didn't want to lose the coolness with the lads at football. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are they going to appreciate it? Are they going to think... I think that's still a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little bit easier now, but back in my day, back in my day, um, <laughs> it was a little bit harder. And, um, if you're going to start singing Celine Dion or, you know, <laughs> Britney... I think these days you could do your own version and no, get away with it. Yeah. Back in the 90s, if you were to do that, you'd get a dead arm or you'd get... Do you know mm. what I mean? And ridiculed for it. Um, the world's changed a lot. And I think it's more acceptable. And I think um, with social medias and YouTubes and stuff like that, lots of people are scared to put their foot in the water. Once everyone does do it, 
everyone's doing it. But um, I think the, the moment for me was, I, I, I did that step and uh, I went from the lads saying, what are you doing? To the girls showing a little bit of attention, going, oh my God, it's nice. Oh my God. They look at you in a different light. It's kind of watching a film, say Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. You watch it at the cinema, you come out and you want to join the army. It's that feeling, you know, mm. it, it doesn't just sound good. It makes you feel involved. So yeah. vibrations, man. Yeah. There's genuine science to that good vibration. Yeah. You know, that it, it's when you're when you're at a, a live show, uh, you feel that. You feel the music, and yeah, it's just it it's you feel each other. You, you, yeah. It's a different vibe, isn't you're it? You're all in on the same. Mm. Um, what else could you? I don't think you could compare it to any other feeling. The first, it's also the emotion. I always think in the performer's voice. Yeah. To the song, the connection to it. You can always it. relate mm. to each other, and you can relate to the audience. And I think different artists have different feels. Like for example, right, the first time I ever went to V Festival, for example, right. You cool kid. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the day, I'd seen bands. I saw Echo and the Bunny Man, wow. and I saw, I saw um, Athlete. Do you remember Athlete? I love you. I love. Did you go the year the madness was out? Oh. I went the year the madness was out. That no, was but the thing is, I saw all these bands, and I saw, yeah. I saw Feeder as well. But I was like, I need to get for Foo Fighters. Right. Oh yeah. I right. Saw there is guys, no yeah. feeling I've ever felt in this world when when Dave Grohl comes on and it's like dun 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 oh, dun dun, and everybody goes nuts like that, that, that electric in the air was just brilliant. And then and then they 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 headlined with Coldplay. Nowadays it'd probably be the Ray round. I don't know, but like you know to go from yeah. that sort of energy back down yeah. to Coldplay, yeah. and then they just calm everyone down. Yeah. That, that that just displays sort of how a different music it all boils down to money and, and who's current yeah, um, yeah who's had their peak and who's has been and stuff like that um, to me I listen to music and I make my own opinion I've never been the type of person that goes and stands in the corner with them lot because I like them lot yeah. I've always stood in the middle and, and understood everyone's do you know yeah, what I mean yeah um, you liked Feeder I love Feeder I it's actually got twice. to do a tour uh, it was only two dates in the end with the lead singer of Feeder, Grant Nicholas. If you've got his details, exchange. I want to get him on the show. I want to get him on my other show. Or like we've got this US, UK. I don't know what he's doing now, but he's probably one of the nicest guys I've met. I've met, I don't, I don't like name dropping, but I've met some of my idols. I've worked with some of my idols. I've DJed for some, some quite big names. How's that for you? Is it one of those things where you're like, or, or um, it's just like, okay, conversation, let's do this. I thought my wife would be like that, but um, she kind of gives me that... Um, she she grounds me and makes me realise these are just people that are doing what I'm doing, but a bit more advanced. Um, I gigged for I did a gig at, in Shrewsbury actually at the Lord Hill. I had someone because I do weddings and stuff like that yeah. and do the DJing, and someone contacted me and said, "Do you fancy an '80s um, birthday at the Lord Hill before it closed? Quite a while before it closed." I said, "Yeah." They said, "The only thing is you can't play any Toya Wilcox." Um, I said, that's a bit of a strange. You'll realise when you get there. So I got there. There was people. It was an 80s fancy dress. It was packed. It was a, a successful business guy. And um, I knew a lot of people there from gigging on the circuit and doing private functions. And they said, basically, we want you to introduce Toya Wilcox to the stage. Uh, the, the guy that's booked Toya is a massive Toya Wilcox fan. I don't know if you've heard of Toya Wilcox. You know who Toya Wilcox is. But uh, if you Google her, you'll know a lot of her, her songs. Um, and basically, I was a warm-up DJ act for that. Wow. So um, music's strong, right? man. And I think if you stick at it, and, and this is what I... I don't want to become a... Uh, what's the word? A big head. Or uh, someone that's... Oh, look at him again. Because we are show-offs musicians. 
Um, I think you've done it on a fantastic level, though. Like I haven't, I've never met anyone who's ever had a, a bad word to say about your performances or, my or mom. what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think, I think, I think yourself and your mum can always be your worst. Critic, I still owe it twenty quid. It? <laughs> I've seen you, I've seen you perform at the butter market, um, all places around town, and I've also seen you perform at like pubs in the middle of the countryside. Like I've seen you um, in Westbury, yeah. the pub that I've seen you perform there as well. But now you're doing a lot of performances in your shed, yeah. and obviously because this this terrible thing has happened. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen many other artists push like you've been. You've been doing like um, it's been pretty constant. Like even last night, we were saying that you were on there. How is that for you? Is it totally different? I've is got to it... be honest. Um, being cooped up and not being able to express myself through music live mm. is is has been a disaster in my mind. And it's really I've struggled mentally because I've done it since I left school at seventeen. I remember my first gig at the Swan in Frankwell, which mm. is now the Olive Tree Tapas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I know I was 15 when I did my first gig there. Uh, I couldn't even afford uh, a proper amp setup and stuff like that. So I think I, you know, like the mics on stands now. Yeah. I think I, um, I got my dad's hacksaw and I, I chipped away at one of my mum's. You remember the old book readers that sat in the corner? Yes. <laughs> With the light on that you tapped your foot on to put the light on. I hacksawed the, um, the manipulating bit for the book. And I used that as a mic stand until I could get enough money to buy one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, what was I saying? I'm, uh, I'm going off on a tangent here, aren't I? <laughs> it's now, now performing in your shed. What's yeah, like? so t- t- to now perform in my shed, it's kind of going back to those times because I look around and it is a shed. It's, 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 it's a shed I, I actually bought off. Um, I've got two sheds in my garden, uh, both quite large sheds, but not large in terms of music venues. <laughs> Um, six by twelve foot. It's um, a nice shed. It's all right. <laughs> it's no double glazing. <laughs> um, it did used to leak. Yeah. I've done a few repairs on it. It's got a, a double um, felt roof. Nice. Just so it doesn't leak on all my it's gear. It's the shed of sheds. Um, <laughs> it's a famous shed now. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, we do fall out me and Albert shed sometimes over the, the copyright of the name shed. But yeah. uh, mine is a real shed. It's not a makeshift shed. Yeah, there you and go. And it's not made it. Um, it's but an inanimate object, though. Surely you can, you can... I love it. It's at the bottom of the garden. Yeah. It's like the Poddington Peas. Oh, we go down nice. the bottom of the garden, we turn on the phone, and my audience is there. It's a lazy way of gigging, but it's still a way of me interacting with the people I love that have supported me for so long and uh, listen to live music. Yeah, well, well, over lockdown, I would have it on near enough religiously on my laptop in the kitchen and on the background, and there'd be so many people watching. And I think as time went on... I think we got up to 557 on the busiest night and I was a bit overwhelmed by it. And um, I went through a bit of a hard time with my, it being my main job and obviously mm. feeding two children. Um, and I thought, I don't know how I'm going to live. We went into lockdown. The government weren't helping musicians. They didn't no, see it no. as a job that kind of people needed, mm. which I could understand, but I still didn't get my head around nobody representing yeah. people it wasn't just musicians it was artists of yeah. photographers yeah. Uh, uh yeah artists of all kinds yeah and they were just overlooked weren't they have they, you they, seen the video video on goldie on facebook no i'll show you that afterwards it's absolutely great it's goldie doing a bit of comedy but he's he's in a cleaning uniform outside his art gallery on his hands and knees scrubbing the floor <laughs> and, um, I don't want to get into politics too much, but it's kind of having a dig at the government to say, please help the musicians. Yeah, He's yeah, saying, yeah. Rishi, I've retrained. I'm now a cleaner. Don't worry about my uh, MBE. And he's got a picture of him with Prince Charles. 
Uh, don't worry, music can't get you through hard times, blah, blah, blah. And it's not a multi-billion on. pound interest, in, in, industry, you know. 5.2 billion, I believe. Exactly, ridiculous. Um, and what I love about um, what you do is, okay, so this isn't me trying to, the, the, the Shrewsbury Biscuit has been recognised as a fine example of hyper-local podcasting because we haven't gone after the world We've gone after Shrewsbury, right? Yeah. This is not after, but we want to support Shrewsbury. You love Shrewsbury like, like me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is what you've done. You've yeah. created your own little micro-universe where you've got your own fans. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you didn't go, I'm going to conquer the world. No. I want to be on Wembley. You're no. like, I want to offer music to people locally. I want to see Shrewsbury Biscuit. Con- I'm the type of person who wants to see someone else conquer the world with a little bit of my help. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Not exactly. enough people do that. There's plenty of people that want to play, but there's not yeah. plenty of people to encourage that playing. Yeah, and I think that's what's beautiful about what you've done. And I think what that can do is it creates a... If you do want to take the, that next step, you can take these people with you, you know? And I think that's, that's, yeah. that's the genius of it. It's like there's been quite a few um, uh, people that I know that went to school went to school in Shrewsbury and that and have now moved away and done their music further away and grown, like, um, like Zach said. Yeah. And his music is absolutely brilliant. But at the same time, I think I listen to yours... And your live ones from your shed, probably more most recently, because you're doing them more and more, um, than I do his. And I think it's very much like, it's not so much because you're here, but I think it's it's like we go back to supporting your community, isn't it? And like what we do here, it's like we class ourselves, like we don't get paid for what we do. Um, And what what did we call this before? We were saying to Shane, like trying to give us a a name. Support platform. Support platform, wasn't it? You're rich in other ways, I always see it. Like... Yeah. Today, well, we the get first... to meet so many amazing people. Exactly, so many amazing and, and that's people. the same with my job. I mean, I've, I've I've gone to a position in life now where I just have to take the gig, no matter what price it is, um, because that place is struggling too. And I mm. think if everybody helps each other once or twice that year, so for instance, I know my worth. I've built my reputation up, and I know what I should be coming home with to support my family. Mm-hmm. But I also know that Shrewsbury needs things and if I'm not doing anything that day I'll go down and help and cheer on that football team or yeah. or yeah. Um, show my face or or if someone asks me how do you do a D chord yeah you know if I've got the time why not and I think that's what I love about Shrewsbury um, watching my dad with the chip shop you know he did it obviously as a business but he also did it because he loved people yeah and I think the apple doesn't fall far from the tree does it yeah and I think there's going to be a whole in, in, in the music industry as well because it's all going to be I think, I think the music uh, uh, companies the, the big production companies out there the moguls I guess you can get they're going to get what they want now aren't they because yeah. they're going to be able to develop music and, and the arts from an image that they want for a while for a while but I think I think there's going to be a rebellion I, I think, think there's th- going to be an influx I think I think if, if my brother Matt my big little brother <laughs> said to me Andy what you're doing in the shed is incredible he said but do less yeah. So do four a year. Stop doing one every day. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because that's what people want. If you take it away a little tiny bit, and and yeah, and then as soon as you're on, everyone's going to be jumping. But on that's it. the mm. lesson I learned from Mr. T. The episode that you listen to, uh, the ice cream guy, he turns up once a month or yeah. something. Because if he was here every week, yeah, people get used to it and they wouldn't have so it wouldn't many be people. Such a niche, would yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but like when it comes to music, I think things have changed. I watched. Have you seen that um, documentary that Jared Leto did? It's thing is called Artifact. It's about. No. Um, how how music artists are treated and how they they don't really earn anything. Uh, the big ones that you know that they'll they'll yeah they'll get the cars and they'll get the house. But as far as like uh, as um, how much money an album will make, 
it'll make it all to the big company, not yeah. to the. Mm. So when they said they want to leave the company, they were like, right, we're going to sue you for uh, thirty million dollars. They're like, we don't have thirty million dollars. Anyway, they did this documentary to show that artists are treated badly by these big, yeah. big, big companies. So I think what they've done now is they've gone after the naive young people that they can push out, and this is why we're not seeing the singer songwriters and the bands mm. and the the people that can think for themselves. We see it in smaller companies as well, like McDonald's and places like that. Yeah, um, people that come back from uni and that that need a job, they need money. Mm. They'll employ people like that, and it's the same in the music industry. They'll they'll find someone. I don't want to say average, but someone that's they'll work for that less money. Mm. They'll cover them in glitter. Yeah. And they'll push them out there. Mm. But what musicians need to do, and it's the same with every industry, you, you guys, and I, you know, I'd love to help you guys let more people know about it. I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, that's why I'm here today. Yeah, I and um, I just think we should stick together more. Um, you know, I could play at one venue and, and, and another venue get a bit funny because it's not on their patch, but it's around the corner. And yeah. oh, we played here last week, but what's he doing? Why not help each other? Yeah, yeah. You know, Support. like the big busk. Yeah. Why not have that artist, if we all work together, we could, we could actually do a database that says, then you wouldn't need to advertise because everyone in their mind would know, oh, Andy O'Brien's on at Albert's Shed at this time. Um, Crispy's on at Loopy Shrew at this yeah. time. You know, the same day, every month. Yeah. 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 Wow. You've got that shrew, those Shrewsbury minerals in you. Like you we do. talk about this on the, on the biscuit all the time. Mm. There's people that just want to support everyone else. Everyone in this parade, they all support each other, right? Uh, and this, we, we support other companies, other companies support us. And there's just this web of people that just communicate and help each other. The snowball. Yeah. And you've yeah. ingrained that. That's ingrained yeah. into you yeah. as, as, as a salopian. Yeah. You know, because I think it's important, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to be all around the world on my music. Um, I still get inboxes on Facebook saying, how much would it cost me for you to come to my wedding? Where did I have one the other day? It was a beautiful little village in France. Uh, and if the COVID wasn't happening, oh, like a shot, mm. I'd, be, I'd be there tomorrow. I um, think that, that has held a lot of people back, hasn't it? With yeah. this situation going on, I think a lot of people have also seen that you're not just Andy O'Brien, the musician. You've got a couple of other things yeah, going on in the background as well. The yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm still learning who I am. Um, I know I can, you know, I think I can sing. People enjoy my singing and playing the guitar. I've been in a few bands. There's still people don't know I was the bass player. In the I don't think you'd be tower. here on the Shoes of Biscuit if you couldn't sing. No. <laughs> you only have good singers here. <laughs> we should do maybe a song with all the Shoes of Biscuit. In. Oh, here we go. No, Shane owes us. Something like that. Shane owes us Toto by Africa. He oh, does. what a tune. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, yes, he does. He does. I, yeah, so maybe he, we could all cover that. Yeah. I, I'm, Weezer did an amazing <laughs> Weezer did an amazing cover of that. It was so so good. Um, Weezer, Weezer, I wow. love Weezer so much. Um, that you've got guy, to be a similar age to me. I'm going yeah, by your musical. Yeah, yeah. I think you're about four years older than me. But yeah, Weezer are a band I used to listen. They were about when I was in the '90s and stuff like that, and the '90s. Yeah. But they came back in a big bad way over the last few years, yeah. and they released that Teal album where they just did covers. They did um, Waterfalls by TLC. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just covered it for, that, yeah. for the fun of it, you know. I love that. Uh, I love uh, Rivers Cuomo. I think he's there was fantastic. someone on. Um, it's it's actually on Spotify now. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure out who it is. Um, but they've been covering songs by Vanilla Ice, wow. but in the acoustic version. I actually had an idea the other day, Dee. To I thought, what do people want in this bad time? It's hard for a band to play pubs now with the, mm. the social distancing, and people want to get up and dance when they hear a band. They do, yeah. Acoustic artists are a bit more listening. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I do get people up dancing to an acoustic. Mm. I still find it strange, but. You know, if they're enjoying themselves, but obviously with what's going on now, we're lucky to even be live. 
um, because, you know, obvious reasons of the virus. But I thought to myself, I cover most music, you know, like you said, from Madness, Oasis, yeah. um, Oldest Beatles, Rolling Stones. How, how, how vast is your, your knowledge of playing music? If someone walked up to you and went, Iris, Google Dolls, go, could you do it? Um, like, you I've, know? I've, I've studied stuff by Henry VIII. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's like you guys setting up today. For me to, to have a go on that, it'd probably take a bit longer than it would you. You come in and just press a few buttons. Yeah, but I know it. You don't, yeah. Because yeah, you're doing yeah. it all the time. It's the same when me were learning songs. Um, I could charge a little bit extra for a wedding to learn a song, <laughs> to walk a you know, bride and groom down the aisle and play that song. You know, so I've, I've had to, you know, it's my craft. Um, there are, are other things I do, you know, because music's slow at the moment with live. I mow lawns. I'm the lawnmower yeah. man. Um, just joined the fire brigade. Can't talk too much about that because I'm in training at the moment. And, nice. But I've, I've joined the local fire brigade because I just love community stuff. Um, it's for love, not money. <laughs> money helps, but um, I do love Pontsbury. And, um, it's a good village. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. It's, the it's best. got good pubs there as well. Did you know this little fact about um, where we live, actually, dude? Go on. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Crack on. It's choosing biscuits. Um, Pontsbury. It's fine. Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton was writ just up the road from where we live. No so Ronnie way. Lane owned a house uh, called Fish Pools, which is in between where I live by Zenas and uh, a pub called the Drummer Monkey. Do you remember the Drummer Monkey? It was the Callow now Abel's Harp. Yeah, so, I think as soon as you said the Fish Pools, Fish Pools. So that was Ronnie Lane's house. Ronnie Lane is <laughs> the faces. The, the, the fish pools is in like, it's not, is it near Wednesday, the tractor place? That's right, yeah. The, does it have fish pools outside? Still no. there? Because if it's called the fish pools, that's where my parents live. No, you're joking. Yes! No, you're absolutely joking me. Do your oh research, man. Oh my gosh. Ronnie Lane was obviously the catalyst. Of we keep our, meeting people who keep going, oh, I used to live there. I used, everyone's used to live at the fish pools. It's it, terrifying. It, 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 is it a Chikiku or something like that? The, the main song by the faces? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, you know the song. Because it used to be a little cottage, didn't it? Years and years So it's ago. an old farmhouse. Yeah, it's an old farmhouse. Yeah. And then it was um, turned into a fishery. Um, and then my parents got it around about five years, six years If you go on ago? YouTube and type in Fish Pools, Ronnie Lane, there's a yeah. documentary. No so way. Ronnie Lane Make is the notes. catalyst of a lot of big bands, including people like Rod Stewart, um, Ronnie Wood. Big, big stars. And obviously, they made their money in London. So you would just sit in this house and write and write and write? Basically, they'd escape London and they'd come and they'd sit there, do drugs or whatever they used to do. Mm. And uh, they'd sit around a fire and they'd write songs. Um, they gigged at the, the pub just up the road, which was called I just the typed it into Google to remind myself later on Google to look it up. I'll remind you. <laughs> um, and Wonderful Tonight was written there by Eric Clapton. Um, that darling, one, you look That's it. Wonderful. It's the wedding song. Um, so so there's, there's roots to music in Pontsbury D. <clears throat> and, um, it's part of, I suppose it's a little part of the reason I live in, in Pontsbury because it's not only a beautiful place. Do you place. know where they're going to start letting people perform in pubs again in Pontsbury? Um, I don't know because when I moved in, um, Shrewsbury's a big place and, and you kind of not get lost, but you, there's lots of people doing what you do. But when I moved out to Pontsbury, mm. The first thing neighbours said was, oh, Andy's moved in. You know that lad that plays the guitar? <laughs> Get him down the pub. <laughs> and, 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 and the smaller the village is usually, I find Shrewsbury is, is amazing. I love Shrewsbury. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it's the roots of everything for me. And uh, it's, I'll always be part of Shrewsbury. Mm. Um, but when you go out into the little villages and the surrounding areas, you'll find when people say they're going to be at a gig, they're there the day before. Not, not oh, I can't make this one or sorry, this happened. 
If yeah, like goes, I was saying, I see you perform in Westbury, yeah. which is just around the corner, really, isn't it? People mm. talk. They don't need mm. Facebook around there. No, they don't. People no. tell each other. They knock doors and say, what are you doing the weekend? You, you go into the local co-op yeah. or Hignett's exactly, and yeah. everyone knows everything. Yeah. They, they, and, and I love that. That is like, it's organic. Is that the word? Yeah, of course. Yeah, It's yeah. organic. And uh, if, you could, bo- if you could bottle that and, and, and sell it, God, we'd be rich. We can. It's in the seven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, just a loop. You know, I know what I'll be doing on the way home. Because yeah. I can just guarantee if, if, this, if this lockdown and social distance, everything wouldn't be going on, you would be at the plough. Yeah. You'd I mean, be... I had a gig booked in at the Nags, which is Love the, the, the pub as you go in on the right. Yeah. It's brilliant food and stuff there. And it's run properly. It's beautiful looking. It's even nicer in the summer. And uh, they've never really had music. And uh, I moved into the village and we worked together. I've done a couple of shows. I think I did their seventh birthday there. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. And uh, yeah, live music uh, is oh, it's a funny one at the moment. I think that the popular people are getting by and getting gigs. We're having to sell ticketed gigs rather than it be a free entry gig and the venue pay us. Mm. Uh, we're having to work with the venue and say, listen, we'll say to people, it's table service, social distancing, acoustic gig with Andy O'Brien and say it's this price people should get together and support it because um, it's good for everybody and uh, that way that the, the venue aren't struggling to, to get the funds to pay you yeah. they can make off the bar and the act still gets well it shows it's fully possible like um, I saw a video of you performing in the butter market and that was all obviously table service and social distancing. But it shows that this, because uh, music, like me and Al are very big into music. Music's a yeah. massive part it's of... It's part of my vote. Like, yeah, it is. It's it part of you. Um, but like you said, it's been taken away from yeah. us. And I think showing that that's still possible, that we can still have... Obviously, I understand that places like The Bull, it might be more difficult. Yeah. Um, or The Hop might be more difficult. Yeah. But other places, like Albert Shed. Well, like you guys, I've always, I've, I've always been the type of guy that, that tries... If I'm giving coal, turn it into something better. I've always yeah. seen, mm. a, seen a way around things and tried to keep everybody happy. You know, um, obviously I understand that there's laws, regulations and stuff like that. But I think if we work collectively together, then anything's the possible. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the uncertainty. I mean, like today, for example, like we're doing this open studio. There's three people in a room now. We're socially distanced, right? But mm. I still worry about what people are going to think, you yeah. know? And that's stupid yeah. because we are socially distanced Definitely. and it's fine. But like, we just don't know what's around the corner, do we? Yeah. You know? And I just well, want... it was released the other day, wasn't it? This might be going on till next summer or something like that before we start seeing anything slightly lifted. Even Which more, I think is heartbreaking. But... More, more podcasts. <laughs> so always see a good light at the end of that. But I was going to say, but like you and the guys from Nineties Revival, or, uh, they've Matt done amazing, Johnson. haven't they? Yeah. Even I was tuning in and yeah. you know, giving shout out. One hundred and fifty thousand people, absolutely incredible. And he's a mechanic by day. Yeah, well, do you know what I mean? These guys just try. They're like, let's do it in the kitchen, put it on Facebook Live, incredible. bam. You know, we should do a gig together. I think. Yeah, you and the Nineties Revival, Andy oh, O'Brien. Imagine wow, that. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. I'm <laughs> going to be on something there, mate. Get the contract it. sorted. There could I, be some. Cash I'm going to message him right now. I'm literally. <laughs> he's, uh, he's got his phone out. <laughs> I always try and um, like. I don't know. I love watching Dragons. Dragons Den. Is oh it? yes. I've, yeah. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always seen the good in everything, and I've always think anything's marketable to a certain. Yeah, I think it's all, it's being able to see that because um, we're all under a very dark cloud at the moment. Yeah. But there's that little silver lining that's peeping through, and I think it's the people who are able to see that yeah. and keep pushing on. I think every it's like we were saying about what we're in at the moment. This this pandemic is absolutely terrible. 
but it's done wonders in a sense for the podcast. Yeah. Um, some people have been able to start businesses through this by yeah. growing them online because people are shopping more online. So their online businesses have bloomed. Even, yeah. There's been local restaurants that have wanted to go down certain avenues with takeaways that they haven't had time to do before. And now this is kind of forced them to go down those routes that they've always wanted to do. I'd love to see families... There's been some, some terrible ones close and we're still seeing businesses close, oh, yeah, especially yeah. in Shrewsbury and, and the smaller towns. Mm. But I love seeing Did the it. smaller... I've done it. <laughs> I love seeing the businesses strive that weren't seen as needed businesses mm. and now are. So places like... Um, let's think of one. Um, let's, let's say, you know, I've got a good job. I think I've got a good job playing the guitar. Well, if it, things get worse... I won't have a job. Yeah. But places like supermarket and stuff like that, where people used to look their nose down and go, oh, God, you only work at Tesco's. Yeah. Well, when you haven't got a job, there's always a job there for you. So actually, that is a more important job at the moment. It is, That is yeah. things we need. And without them, the country kind of comes to a stop. Mm. And this is, this is the thing that I, I loved about sort of like the beginning of lockdown, because they were essential workers. People stuck in the shelves working the checkouts, they were essential workers, and they yeah. got recognition for that yeah. for a bit. Yeah, and you know, I think it put everyone. I wouldn't say on a level par, but it brought them up a bit because obviously the nurses and the doctors that were on the front lines dealing with that Mm. stuff. And he swore. Then Uh, my mic sounds really weird. I don't know why. I sound like I'm in a fish tank, Um, but uh, (laughs) I can't work it out. Um, So, with music these days, do you feel like? Because you've got this 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 chunk of music, I guess, from the '90s right up until the early noughties, where the singer songwriters and music that you make was prevalent. Whereas now there seems to be like this this industry pumping out auto tune, terrible yeah. stuff, and there doesn't seem to be like an inspiration to go back to to that anymore. I think uh, things come back round. Uh, this is a prime example: the leather jacket, the jean jacket. Mm. Uh, they come in and out of fashion. Ripped jeans, they come in and out of fashion. Yeah. Uh, at one point, you, if I brought them out now, you'd be like, "Did you see the state of his jeans, man? <laughs> they were hanging off the rips." And then the next month, you know, a lot of people start wearing them. Usually, girls set trends, mm. and then everyone starts wearing them. They're the end thing. I think things come round circle. Uh, I don't want to use cliche too much, but I think. There are trendsetters with music, with clothes, with... It all comes as a package. And I think as long as there's an interest somewhere, other people will show the same interest. And if that person's liked, they'll have a good influence on it. Mm. So I think that's why online you get a lot of people like celebrities or, you know, celebrities that were massive. You see them on an advert and think, God, they must be struggling. He's doing a, a Daz advert. I because remember the first time I saw Michael Owen on a TV advert, and I was like, what? what? That was years, years, <laughs> years ago. when we were a kid. Exactly, yeah. And you see him on a Morrison's advert, and you're like, that's yeah, Michael Owen. I what? Know, yeah, you know? but it, at the same time, it, it's kind of, it makes you feel alive. It makes you feel mm. like, actually, he is a human being. Mm. He's got a dad and a mom and everything. <laughs> and and it's, it, it, does, it does make you feel what I'm doing is right. But even with all these different trends coming on, like you hear like music like WAP, for instance, is a little bit out there. <laughs> What's WAP? We won't get into that. It's a very X-rated song. Do, do oh, I oh yes, be. we will just but put it whap from oh, now on. Oh, I think I, I've heard yeah, it on the radio. Yeah, yeah. But you'll, you'll hear radio. stuff like that on like the radio, for instance. But then um, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. On the radio? See. He's brilliant, isn't he? Or Spotify <laughs> as you're going. <laughs> He's brilliant. Or like um, or on Spotify or something like that. And you're, or you're on Spotify and you're on your shuffle. And then you hear something from Coldplay. If you're driving your car, you're more like to, I would more like to turn Coldplay and stuff up. But if you notice, Coldplay those... have, have took a bit of a move. 
with their sound. Yeah. So they've gone from when they released Yellow and The Scientist and tracks that were acoustic-based. Like party anthems. Yeah. Like. <laughs> they've gone yeah. to like using drum machines and... They've moved with the times. And if that's what people want, that's what they're going to deliver. I don't always like that, though. I think, prime example, Muse. I love Muse. Oh, incredible. Mm. Incredible. But they did they did, um, they did the one album where it was not, that wasn't Muse. That wasn't Muse. And yeah. they, they, Linkin Park as well. Yeah. There were another ones that were just experiment. Yeah. Do an album of a different sound. And then what they tend to do is uh, The Hunting Party by Linkin Park, which is one of the best albums they released on the later stage. They went back. To, to yeah. what they were originally doing. And most the same people do that in any any business. And you're just like, oh, there it is. Arctic Monkeys as well. Yeah. I want them to do that. We all <laughs> lose ourselves because we get so involved with hearing the good that yeah. we, forgot, we forget where we come from. Yeah. Yeah. I think coming back to the Shrewsbury Biscuit again, that's why, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about Shrewsbury. Because I could drive to Glasgow and do a show. I could drive to Somerset, London, wherever. But do you know when I drive back? That feeling I get when I hit the M54 and I come down that bank and I see Shrewsbury, Mm. I know this is my place. Mm. London's great. It's great for exposure. It's great for making money. It's great for um, opportunities. But I'll tell you one thing it hasn't got is that view and then people. Because it's sort of concrete. Lord of the Rings. I want to go back to the Shrewsbury, Mr. Frodo. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think like everybody that you meet and you say, where are you from? You go abroad on holiday. Not anymore, but when you used to, and they say, you could always pick accents. Oh, he's from Manchester. He's from Liverpool. Yeah. All these yeah. strong accents. Yeah. Where are you from? Can't work your accent now. You've got a bit of farm. You've got a bit of Birmingham, a bit of Wolverhampton. Mm. And we're like, no, we're the heart. We're the heart of the UK. It's Shrewsbury. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's amazing how many people don't know where we are, though. Christmas Carol, I always say. Oh, it is Christmas Do you know Carol. a Christmas Carol? Charles Darwin. Charles yes. Darwin. All things like that. And it's just people... Shrewsbury like, Biscuit. Yeah, Shrewsbury Biscuit. There we go. That's the one. But no one ever knows where we are. It's like, I, I went to... Um, uh, God, I haven't been on holiday for years. I went to Greece about five years ago. I, I don't really leave anymore. Um, I've been lashed at this podcast table. No. Um... But no, so everyone, know, no one knows where you are, do they? But you can, I just go over and say, oh, you know Birmingham? I was like, oh, to the left of there. Yeah. But we're not Welsh. <laughs> no, but I'm everyone knows where Telford is. Why yeah. is that? Why um, does everyone know Telford, but they don't know the home of... I always have to use Birmingham as a reference. Especially, yeah, I yeah. Do. Oh, yeah, you have to, yeah. yeah. Or say, you well, say London, border... you go nowhere near there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always say the Midlands, and they're like, oh, right, so yeah, Birmingham. And I'm like, yes, but we're still quite away from there. Yeah. <laughs> not that I don't like, I've got a lot of friends from that area, but... I just, I think what we've got is we're, beauty. We're a different category, I would yeah, say. Yeah, we're a postcard. We're, we're like, you we know are what I mean? We are postcard, that's a great way of putting it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, people pay usually to, to see what we see every and day. And that's what we're seeing at the moment. Like, there's a lot of people moving to Shropshire because of how vast it is and the COVID uh, relief, because obviously there's not many people, not as many people, I've yeah. got to say. There's... Well, when, when all this um, lockdown thing, when it started getting lifted and people could come out their homes a little bit more, it was so busy outside my house with really? walkers. Everyone was coming. Like, I would think about, oh, I'd go on a day out somewhere. Where am I going to go? Well, we live. Yeah. in a very picturesque countryside so the things that were popular you know like uh taking the kids to jump in or yeah. taking the kids to now super bowl on the arcade they're going for a walk they're getting by everyone's buying bikes yeah, yeah. so it, uh, again it comes back to that actually i'm gonna go with this because one it's keeping me fit two yeah. i'm getting fresh air three why didn't i do this before and it's yeah. on your doorstep isn't it and it's free mm. Um, when it comes to writing your own music, you write your own music. Yep. Uh, what what do you use as influences? Do you use your area around you, life experiences, things oh, like that? You know, I don't, when, when I write, I haven't wrote a song for a while, um, just because I think it's hard when uh, playing covers becomes your job. Yeah. Um, obviously, the last thing I was involved in was original music was the Clock Tower, um, 
we did some great things. We geeked with the view. I don't know if you remember the view. Oh, Razor yeah. light. Yeah. Um, Razor light. Wow. Uh, I walked our album into HMV. People said their albums on in sale in HMV. Uh, but how did you get it in there? I said, well, I just went and asked, and it got stocked in Shrewsbury, then it got stocked in Wolverhampton, Birmingham, because people like that music. And, and, and I worked my absolute heart out to try and tell people about that album. I was proud of it. And um, I, knew, I knew that if I could get people just to have a little listen, that, that they'd want more. Mm. And um, yeah, so that was the last time I kind of got involved creatively. When I left the band, I, I chose to leave the band to pursue more original writing. Um, started to have a family. Um, Income become, we're having kids become my main priority. And obviously with covers and stuff like that, you get more work, unless you're very lucky. And uh, the time I left the clock tower was a time where HMV and places, you know, like Spotify and places like that were taken over. And, yeah. and going to the shop and buying a CD didn't really happen unless it was a record or something cool like that. Um, so it's the wrong timing, really. So I just, you know, I got used to playing there. But originals are, is... You know, I've still got songs I've written when I was 13, 14, 15 that I still drop in. I might drop on Friday night at the Butter Market. Mm. I might drop Flick the World in there, which is the first song I ever wrote. People say, when did you write that? And I'm like, oh, it's 15. And they're like, really? <laughs> it doesn't age. Right. Music doesn't age. and um, I- It doesn't. And do you know what? Um, there, there's a, there, it emotes a certain thing in you, doesn't it, music? Yeah. The Flower Show last year, we got to interview Scouting for Girls. And like people are like, who? They, what? Uh, Scouting for Girls, right? You sing the song and they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or all their big songs. Isn't that an age girl that's really dirty? Right, yeah. Amazing music, right? <laughs> Do the job. <laughs> <laughs> that music for me was a really important time in my life when life wasn't great. I was a teenager, school angst, girlfriend angst, all this sort of stuff. Mm. This music was happy and it just made me smile. And that time and a place. speaking back to yeah. them, music doesn't age. You know, and, and I also think, like, I, I'm known as an acoustic artist, really. I do mm. go out and play to backing tracks or be involved in bands. I've got people I can use collectively as a drummer, bass player. Um, but mainly I'm known as Andy O'Brien Live and Acoustic, plugged in. Um, <laughs> but I think any song, if you, most songs are written on an acoustic guitar. It's what they develop and do with them in a studio that makes them kind of that era. Yeah. If you take any, I, I heard a song by Stevie Wonder. I can't remember which hit it was. But it was all stripped back. I think it, everything was isolated. You could listen to the vocals or you could listen to the, um, that, that electric sound he has on the, the keys. And individually, it sounded awful. Mm. But when you put it all together, wow, everybody knows that track. And that's the beauty of it all. I love that. As, um, my friend Delwyn uh, used to be in a band called Trader and then the, the Stop at 67, I think. They, they changed it. He's an amazing guy. And I went to um, Fat Cat in Wrexham to watch him play. And they did, do um, you remember Dizzy Rascal? If I went on my own. Yeah. yeah. They did that with, with a band and rock music. What it was just, it was amazing. I, they did that with guitars and drums and it was just the most amazing thing. I love that. Even people can play around with. I'd music. like to bring out a sound that's not been heard before. It's hard to do because yeah. you always take influence, Dave you know, Melbourne. like Oasis, Beatles. Uh, you can always see something in, in, in some band. Um, but I, that's why I look, coming back to the Jules Holland show, I love watching stuff like that. They introduced mm. me to a band that have been bubbling around for a little, I think they're called Lamb, uh, I have to look on my phone, Lamb Burning or something like that. Mm. You have to go back and watch it if you want to. Uh, I got listening to him today just through Jules Holland showing him on the show doing pre-recorded um, in their studio and put piecing them all together. So old, old famous bands and then new stuff that he's promoting. And, um, 
Has Jules Holland got listen- like a, a, a YouTube channel or anything like that? Because if you miss know. him on Channel Four, you miss him, don't you? You know, I, I mean, this is um, I just found a band called the Lathams. The what? The Lathams. The Lathams. Absolutely incredible. If you like Arctic Monkeys, they're faster, and these kids look like they're sixteen. Yeah. And, and I'm not seeing here making notes at all. The Lathams, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Oh, you have, have to. I'm going to find them. I'm going to because I'm looking for new bands, and that's what I love about that, YouTube music at the moment yeah. for me because it changed from Google Music to YouTube. Yeah, and they they do suggested bands, and one of them was a Bad Flower, a band called Bad Flower. Now this kid, right? He he, he talks about um, self harm and the anxieties of life and depression and mental health, but it's so naked and so yeah. raw and yeah. so vulnerable. Yeah. I love it so much because it's that's what you need. It's beautiful, like, listening to stuff like that before it explodes. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, say, for instance, the Lathams that I heard of last night. We all hear from someone that the, it's, it's a seed that's planted and slowly it develops and it grows, you know, and, and eventually blooms into that massive flower. But um, that's what Shoesby does. It, it, you plant that seed and hopefully, do you know what I mean? Oh, that's a great note. Or bake, a, bake a biscuit. <laughs> what a great way bake to... Bake a biscuit. Make a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Andy, you've been amazing. To, I'd love to get you on again. In fact, like uh, when, when the world opens up back. again... I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> when the world opens again, we'll come to one of your gigs and we'll, 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 we'll do some... When is the world open again? I, it's opening soon, guys. I guarantee it. Is it? Oh my gosh, you can't say <laughs> it's that. opening soon. It's, it's you just made a promise. 2021 is going to be... I'm telling you now. You're going to have pitchforks if it doesn't happen. <laughs> 2021 is going to be the biggest year in history. It is for music, I think, and for Shoesby Biscuit. Yes. <laughs> if I'm involved, it will. Where can people find you, Andy? Uh, you can find me on all social media. Facebook's probably my biggest, Andy O'Brien Live and Acoustic. Um, can I plug Friday's gig? Please do. Please so I'm do. at the Butter Market this Friday. It's social distancing tables. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's today. We're doing this. I'll release this on Friday. It's today, guys. It's today. Ah, uh, there you go. It's today. <laughs> yeah. This beautiful today. The sun is shining. Get yourself some tickets. Um, yeah. So I'll be playing this evening. Um, doors open at six o'clock. Um, everything has to be wrapped up by kind of half nine because ten o'clock things have yeah. to be finished. Um, I'll be covering originals, mainly covers. Um, it's table service there's food on sale it's going to be a great evening I've, d- I've done one a few weeks ago and they've, they've asked me to come back and I'm really excited for it it's my hometown I'll try and get to one we should get to you're one you're welcome yeah, to come I'll give you a table yeah I want you to be biscuit there yeah well there we go there we go there we go okay. come and join us <laughs> I'm warning you we're heavy tonight. drinkers <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say nothing about a tab okay we're, we're, we're going to bottom market tonight then yeah. yeah, let's do it. Tonight? Yeah, God, I'm okay. excited. I better go and get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I bring a microphone. <laughs> Come on stage. Don't do that. You've been amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for having Short me. notice as well. Last no, night cool, you agreed man. to that's, come that's on That's the way this. we roll. Yeah, but thank you so much though. No it was like as soon as he said, I was like, oh, I've got to contact Andy. Have to ask Andy to come on. Do you... Where's your sleeping bags? Do you guys sleep here? <laughs> I might as well. I've been here since I now. might as well, to be honest. We've got one more to go. We've got uh, Crystal's Cupcakes coming in wow, last. Another oh, one? Yeah, yeah. One more. Last one. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks uh, so much for having me. And uh, yeah, let me know if you need anything and uh, keep supporting things like this, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'll be sharing the hell out of this and uh, hopefully, you know. Get some love out there. Don't think it's just numbers. Quality. 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 Yes, Quality. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, guys, this has been awesome. Um, make sure you check out our website, which is uh, www.theshoeswebiscuitpodcast.co.uk. And that is made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, make sure you check them out. This has been recorded at the Parade Shops, which is behind St. Mary's, an amazing building. Uh, like you've just said, you're having a good wander around. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it? To, 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 you know. It's beautiful. 
Um, lots of character. Make sure you come into the parade. Um, biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> There's your little jingle. You need to make us a theme tune. Mind you, no, it's uh, Cosmic Rays have done our, our, our theme tune. Oh, uh, Shane Chapsy. Always come second. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Uh, catch you next time. Peace out. <laughs>